tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This episode is supported by the wonderful creators of Gratitude Plus app, the app that helps you cultivate a daily practice of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? You can download the app now at the App Store or by visiting gratitudeplusapp.com forward slash style of business. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to another hot episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Keetra. And today I'm happy to have another great guest visiting what visiting with us today on the show. I'm speaking with Ingrid Green. Uh, Ingrid is a good friend of mine, and she's also the founder of Drones for Girls. Um, Drones for Girls. I just like to like listen to the listen to that. Drones for Girls, right? Drones for Girls. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, like I said, Ingrid is the founder of Drones for Girls, and she's going to be um, speaking to speaking to us about the mission, uh, some of the things that she has, the foundation uh, of what led her to create this wonderful educational platform. So just excited to have her on to share her expertise. We're going to also talk about entrepreneurship and the things that have inspired her to walk down this journey and, and give back to uh, some of the youth in her community. So without further ado, Ms. Ingrid Green, please drop us that wonderful introduction and we will roll forward from there. Well, I am the founder of Drones for Girls, and it is my honor to be on Style of Business podcast Man, I, I've done so many things in my lifetime, and <laughs> I really don't know where to start, but <sighs> I did not think that this is what 50 would look like. <laughs> it looks good that. on you, though. You, you're good. You're good. Um, um, yeah. I, you know, I spent some time with uh, starting up a STEM organization in Los Angeles, which is where I came to before Detroit. And uh, it was called the 90 and it combined soccer and science, technology, engineering and math. And really, I just wanted girls to break things and to bond to each other and to get a feel for competitive environments that had nothing to do with science, technology, engineering or math. So I thought, okay, let's let's get them playing some of the sports and, and see if that helps them the way it helped me to just confront different environments that I come across. And I left that and it was soccer and it was STEM and we did the engagement piece for, for soccer. And then I left Los Angeles and I came here and well, I tell you, Detroit is a maker space Supreme. So I started up, by making a business instead of just having an engagement piece, an event and a program, I made a business around the STEM side of an, the engagement piece, which I decided would be around drones. And I thought, you know, there are not enough women and girls that fly and build and repair and make drones. And it's going to be centered on girls and women. And so I've called it drones for girls. Wow, drones for girls, and and I know you mentioned a little bit about 
the whole the the soccer piece and you know just having a an outlet for girls to be able to go in and 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 break things and I know you're a bit of a competitor uh you know and and also in in the sports I know you've um also played um no, that was photography. I, I was reading like some some of the information on your profile, and it was. I talking. did play soccer. I know, I, but, see, but you know what? I was trying. I was trying to let you mention that because I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that out. But since you said it, yes, I know you did play. Um, but I realized that when you were just mentioning that piece about you know soccer, and then you wanted to do something a little bit more. Um, for them to be able to break things like what was the inspiration behind that because I know like from your athletic background to drones you know why why not something a little bit more uh physical if if that makes sense yeah um you know coming to a different city you don't I didn't want to force things and so I didn't want to say oh well the the answer is soccer uh and this is I, I think Detroit's population is something like 75 to 80% black. And black folks are not really into the soccer. <laughs> right and okay. so it would really be forcing the issue to say, oh, well, the only way you can get into this is if, uh, you, you know, you, you play competitively in soccer and you learn and you bond in that way. And I thought, you know what, let's, let's just decouple it in a way from the sports and see if we can just have fun with the drones by themselves uh, without worrying too much about the sport aspect. I still believe that it would be huge for people to play, for girls in particular, to have fun playing a sport. But I'm I'm not gonna force it. <laughs> so yeah, soccer's that. my game, flag football is my game, and that's that's not really a thing until it is. And I know that the mayor is huge on that right now. Uh, but until it's uh, a thing here, and I'm not really pushing uh, water up the hill, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with it. Just gonna roll with it. <laughs> I I love that. I mean, and but you know what? The the good thing is it it's still like drones for girls. The whole concept. Um, of just kind of focusing on young girls, young women to really get into this technical space that really when you think about drones, you know, obviously there's been a lot of push for women and and young girls to kind of do things that are more, I guess, categorized as like male, you know, I, I don't even know the right word for it, but the fact that you're actually directing this platform specifically towards young girls, I think that says a lot, you know, and uh, especially with there being so many other things that they could do, you know, there's social media, there's a lot of different um, sports and things like that. So this is a very specialized, you know, industry. And one of the things I another reason why I was interested in bringing you on is because there's a lot of things that like the concept of drones is fairly new. Right. You know, I mentioned. Yeah, I Go ahead. The fourth or fifth year that the Federal Aviation Administration has given out licenses for commercial pilots. And I think up to now, it's been mostly used for military or surveillance purposes, but drones do a whole lot of things. And the FAA kind of had to get on board and start 
legislating and, and licensing some of the things that drones do, like they help with construction inspections and agriculture. So orchards surveying acres and acres of grapes to see if the soil is wet enough or insurance claims or um, uh, oil pipelines. Uh, gosh, even the Coast Guard uses them um, <clears throat> to help with the animals that need rescuing and, and people they need rescuing out at sea. Um, gosh, utilities, it goes on and on. And, and of course, coming from L.A., I'm familiar with the use of drones in making films. Exactly. You know what? And I, I want you to touch on that a little bit more because typically, you know, when the when the well, you, you have like the drones that the consumers get right that are more entertainment yeah. based, you know, yeah. and then you have the ones that are a little bit more for commercialized use and, and a, you know, that are for like the Coast Guard and the things that you mentioned yeah. with the agriculture. So now does this whole this is a this is an entire industry. Right. This is a new mm-hmm. industry that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be licensed. You know, you, you mentioned pilots, like all of this stuff that you um, that you have to have in order to actually fly a drone. So, like, really get into the, the depths of what that means, especially for you being a person who is opening up an opportunity for girls to actually learn um, the foundation of, of how to possibly, you know, go to the next level of, of obtaining a pilot's license. Sure. And, and I guess I'll preface this by saying I am particularly interested in uh, the lower barriers to entry for investing, for for owning land, for a career, starting a career. Uh, I'm I'm interested in not having a lot of money to get something off the ground, and drones is one of those things. So to get a commercial license. You probably need to study and fly a drone for a couple of weeks, get familiar with what's going to be on the test. But basically, it's like a driver's uh, license. And so basically, it's $150, about about $100, $150, $200. I wouldn't spend more than $200 to prepare for the exam. The exam for the license itself is about is exactly $150. And it take about three months to get ready for that. It's mostly being able to read uh, the air maps and the meteorology maps to make sure that you're safe in the air and the FAA knows what you're doing and you're not flying stuff by airports or over stadiums and, and making a nuisance of yourself. But you don't even have to have a drone to get a pilot's license. And so what interests me about it is not only that uh, there are a vast array of things that you can do commercially mm-hmm. as a job in Detroit, but drone pilots get paid anywhere from 200 to $500 an hour. And that is a summer job I never had. So mm-hmm. they issue commercial pilot license. The FAA issues licenses. If you are 16 years old, or older. So this really is like getting a driver's license. So are you driving a car or are you driving a drone? Right. (laughs) Because you can, you can literally with 200 to $500 an hour, if you're ready to go, when you get the license at the age of 16, you could save up for college. 
Like it's a very real thing to be able to. Okay, so let me give you an example. I was um, on a conference call. Uh, a guy needed to fill a contract that he was already he had already started. He needed to extend it to get it done. He needed a couple more pilots and visual observers. Maybe I should preface this by saying there are three ways to fly a drone. One, with the goggles on, and, that, and most people know that uh, is the Drone Racing League. So there's a camera on the drone, and it flies all over the place, and you can't see it and whatnot. But you can see where it's going because there's a camera on it, and you have the camera and the goggles to your face. and your Anyway, so that's one way. The second way is uh, remote control with a visual observer. So you're flying, maybe you're doing an inspection of some kind for a utility, like a DTE, uh, the, the electrical wires, and you have a visual observer who does not have a drone, but just making sure that the area is clear, or if you fall and fall, the drone falls and gets caught up in a tree, the, the visual observer knows exactly where it is, knows exactly what's going on around. That's a line of sight flight mm -hmm. uh and the other way is uh when you code a drone and that's the one that i'm particularly interested in because that takes a lot of patience and discipline but basically for example if you plug some gps coordinates into a coding software that speaks to the drone the drone can take off from a fixed platform like your truck on the side of the road and fly over an orchard and you have already given it instructions as to where to take the picture and you have a thermal camera on board for example where to take the picture which acres it flies its pattern comes back to the truck and turns off so there's mm. coding line of sight and the, the goggles virtual reality mm. kind of stuff and so uh, basically i'm focusing on coding but because I, I think that there are more opportunities to work in that because the, the life of the battery is short. Oh, wow. So when you do the drone racing, typically it's like two minutes, okay? It's really cool and well, two minutes, that's it. Uh, the, dr the drone that you can get at, for home and fly in your house and follow you as you're hiking and whatever, about 15 minutes on one of those batteries. Now, something that's flying over an orchard or uh, on a Hollywood set, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes of battery power in one of those. And so we're not talking about a lot of battery power. Now, if you're inspecting... Uh, let's say a huge windmill. You don't have time to be the whole right. line of sight thing because you could be all <laughs> in place with the wind and all of those. Are, so you code that you're saving time, time, right? Okay, which is priceless with these things right now. Yeah, come you, on, Musk. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Well, you know what? When you just as you were discussing at the first the the coding, because I was like, man, what? Why is What's the difference? Like, why why coding? But then I just remembered with uh, with Amazon, the way that they have the delivery set up now with the drone, you know, obviously they, they code it to go to the location, yeah. drop off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And so, and especially if you're delivering, um, let's say you live in a remote rural area and you need a, a hospital to send you 
some medications for something and it's an emergency situation, that's not a line of sight thing. You might only have 10 minutes of flight time, but, or 20 minutes, but at the same time, you can go miles with that because you don't have to follow the road. Oh, it's wow. like an airplane, yeah. but you have to code it. That's where the opportunities are. Anything, um, all of these uh, vehicles that will pilot themselves and we won't drive anymore, you still have to tell it where to go. You oh, still have to yeah. code things. And so coding is a, a bigger job opportunity than line of sight. Line of sight. We, you're not going to an oil pipeline line of sight i mean that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly that that's fascinating because um you know you know thanks to you i know a bit more about drones but a, a big bulk of what i knew was more on the uh i guess the leisure side of it you know not so much as the you know and aside from you know amazon to save delivery time but you really get sure. into um, the purpose of how these things are really changing the world you know Especially like five years ago, they were just kind of testing the waters for, you know, for even having a um, the consumers being able to get a hold of them, you know. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, I think I think the thing that most people know drones for, like selling high end real estate, for example, right. the video yeah. for that. That's way down the list. That is far down the list in terms of. How many billions of dollars will be spent using a drone? So construction inspections is number one at the top of the list. They're talking about spending $11 billion on drones doing that. That's That's probably a line of sight thing. Uh, but agriculture is number two on the list, about five billion dollars, five to six billion dollars just on drones. And that is not line of sight. Insurance claims, yes, line of sight. That's number three on the list. And that's $1.5 billion. Wow. Yeah, you're talking about some big, big bucks when it talks to when, when it comes to this, uh, the whole industry as a whole. Um, so, Ingrid, let, let me I want you to tell us a bit about drones for girls in particular, like as far as what your core curriculum looks like and. You know, just just some of the things that you're aiming to focus on within these different, uh, uh, I don't want to call they're not seminars, these different courses sure. that you're going to offer. Yeah, um, there's, there's a couple of things that we're looking at, uh, but the biggest thing to me is giving kids an option, helping them to understand that the future should have them in it somewhere, They the future belongs to them, and that... The, the way they earn income may look a bit different. So one of the ways I'm looking at is collaborating with existing STEM programs and winter or spring break things, activities and summer camps. Another way I'm, I'm looking at expanding Drones for Girls is through demonstrations in classrooms. So grade four, grade five children at public schools and helping teachers understand how to integrate drones into teaching English and math and and science. Um, another thing is sort of bridging guardians and kids using drones uh, to pair them up as learners, uh, learning to be pilots, to increase some 
communication and relationship and, and intergenerational opportunities there. And I guess lastly, I'm thinking about collaborations with corporations on real world executions to, to give young pilots practice time on uh, segments of oil pipelines and windmills and things that they can get a rating for as a pilot for, for when they're just sort of, yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it seems like there's going to be a lot of opportunities for this. I mean, to be honest, like this is one of the your the the platform that you have is one of the first ones that I've that I've you know heard that is specifically targeting a, a, a set demographic. Um, and then what you're offering obviously is going to reach far beyond them just being able to get the fun, the fundamentals. Like you're actually setting them up to go to the next level to actually get a license. And that's where a lot of the opportunities kind of come in. Um, now give, give me like, okay, so how, how is, how are your, how is this platform available? Is it only for like the, I know you're based in Detroit right now. So is this something that you're only going to offer to the uh, girls in Detroit, students in Detroit? Are you planning on doing any uh, expansion or any uh, other cities or how does this work for the people that might be interested in participating? Uh, yeah, there is a contact form on the website, or you can email me personally at strand1 at gmail.com and basically say, hey, Ingrid, we would love for you to come to Atlanta, Georgia. And my child is, her class would love to have you do a demonstration. How much does that cost? Well, that's $250 just for the demonstration. Now, flying to Georgia, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to need the expenses (laughs) have to be covered. Yeah. So, so there are expenses for me to travel, but there, but I'm willing to do any of these things in, in about 20 different cities. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm looking at the collaborations and the summer camps and the guardian and, and daughters activities in about 20 cities, which include Albuquerque, Atlanta, Baltimore, San Antonio, Washington, D.C., Newark, Inglewood, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. There's about 20 of them. And I think the bulk of it for me is that I want to saturate American cities mm. that are dominant or dominated by blacks or Latinx. Okay. So you have an agenda. Yeah. Okay. I do. I think, I think th- 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 there are some, <laughs> there are some demographics that don't need help. And, and we see our, our current administration, uh, helping the wealthier set, and we, d- despite that, they seem to be uh, cheating to get into college, which I don't really understand. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But uh, right, yeah. Uh, for those of us who have difficulty going further in life, whether it's jobs or careers, because there are barriers, I want to lower those barriers by creating generational wealth that can come from making $500 an hour when you're 18 outside. 
Yeah, that's that's huge. I, 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 to be honest, like I know some adults <laughs> that are probably like trying to get some information on drones license now. You know, it it is um, it's just phenomenal the type of opportunities that unfold when these new industries you know come about. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 crazy because it it, it opens up. Um, it just opens up a floodgate of, of of different opportunities for people to hop on board, and not only for I mean, there's, man, there's so many things. So you have to have, you think about the people flying the drones. I'm pretty sure there's this thing for repair, you know, and just, you have to know it, right? Like there's going to be several different job positions that are going to be needed within this industry. Um, So that in itself, you know, just the fact that you are starting at the ground floor says a lot, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for people to get involved. Um, and I'm probably, I'm sure, like, what, what type of sponsors? Like, I'm pretty sure sponsors are going to be hopping aboard. Are you um, accepting, are you accepting sponsors for uh, the different dates? Or is that something that you're looking into? You know, all of the people who are, most of the adults, I shouldn't say all, but most of the adults who are looking at getting their kids involved in drones or who are interested in, uh, a side hustle in drones. Most of the adults who, who are interested have a job somewhere. And I would love for those companies to incubate this passion, this interest, this new industry by right. being, by collaborating in, in a partnership to bring some of these events and activities to their city. Yeah, I love it. I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll definitely have that. I mean, I can see it coming. I can see it coming for you, Ingrid. Um, So before we wrap up, leave us with some words of encouragement uh, for anybody that might be listening. I know you, you know, we, we, I keep, most of the times I say this with a lot of guests because there's so many things that you guys are doing. There's so many levels to each guest. I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, we're talking about drones for girls, but there's, you, you also are heavy into finance and planning and, entrepreneurship and a thousand other things that I can name, you know, you know, so we'll leave this conversation here, but, um, just leave us with some words of encouragement. Um, and then we'll, you know, hopefully we'll have you back later in the year to talk about some other things as well. I think if there, there's one thing that I could tell my younger self about this journey called life, uh, but it, it pertains to business as well is just be patient. Everything that you can think of is going to take more time than you think it should. Everything is going to take longer. Just hang in there because the good stuff that you're looking for is on the other side of the no, is on the other side of the difficult, the, the trials and the tribulations and difficult times is on the other side of that. If you quit early, mm. it, it really is early. You didn't wait. Just it, everything takes longer. Everything takes longer than you think it will. Just hang in there. Just hang in there. Love it. Love it. Love it, Ingrid. Thank you so much for those inspiring, encouraging words. Um, let us know where we can find you online for anybody that wants to get in touch with Miss Ingrid Green. Uh, Ingrid, drop your website, social media handles, contact, um, email, and phone if you wish, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up. Sounds great. Uh, you can find it at drones 
fourgirls.org. Uh, and the four is the number four, dronesfourgirls.org. And you can find me on Twitter as Ingridium, at Ingrid, I-U-M. That's me. All right. Sounds good. Ingrid, thanks so much for being a great guest. We appreciate your time. Looking forward to having you back. And uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.